Germany is certainly a team that we, we, we are very mindful of because of um, what, what they do and I think they, they, um, they have the, probably the most potential. Like I think they are a little untapped in some ways when I have a look at what they could become. As uh, a team or different individual star talent players? Oh, I think they've got, I think they're, um, got an immense amount of star players in their side, uh, players that I'd be very happy to, to, uh, to work with. You know, they're blessed with um, some speed and skill and, and things like that. The Euro Hockey Daily podcast is brought to you by XPS. Plan, prepare, perform, and win with XPS by sidelinesports.com, the essential software platform for hockey coaches all over the world. Not just for coaches here at the European Championship, but for all ambitious coaches eager to improve every day. A must-have tool for clubs who want to track the development of their homegrown talents. For more info, check out xps.promo/hockey. Welcome to the Euro Hockey Daily. Hello, we're together here with uh, Shane McLeod uh, in the, the hotel lobby for uh, just uh, before the start of the European Cup here. Um, um, Shane, originally from uh, New Zealand, but uh, well rooted, I can say, here in Belgium with the Belgian wife and a lot of Belgian hockey life uh, as well. Um, how do you manage a year where your players have so many moments to peak? Because this year only we had, well, within the span of 12 months, we had a World Cup, we had a Pro League, we had club competition, we had EHL, we have the European Championships the, this, uh, this week. Uh, probably or not, uh, we will see, we'll have an Olympic qualifier maybe this year. How well do you manage or do your players manage such a year with so many peak moments? Yes, becoming one of the difficulties of um, the modern modern hockey player and, and uh, trying to put together uh, national teams because of exactly what you said, the, the requirements on players is growing all the time and the importance of each game uh, tends to grow with that. Uh, what, what we try and do is we, we try and um, set certain pinnacle events. So, mm -hmm. for example, the World Cup is an obvious pinnacle event. Uh, the Olympic Games is an obvious one. Uh, and the Europeans, to a certain degree, is, a, is, um, is, an, uh, is another one. Probably it sits uh, quite high up there, especially um, because it's uh, a tournament that Belgium have never won before. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, from my perspective, it's a, it's a, a ticket that, to the Olympic Games that allows you to, to control your program over the next uh, little while and it removes one of those other uh, peaking moments yeah. that, that you possibly get forced into having. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we, um, we talk to the players about the pro league in, uh, in a certain way. So uh, we, we tried to get a balance between development and performance and, and sometimes we fell short in, in the performance area uh, because we were high in development and sometimes we fell short in the development area because we were looking too closely at a performance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just a different way of managing teams now, but becoming everly, uh, ever uh, uh, more increasingly difficult to, to do that. Yeah. Uh, how well is your cooperation with, uh, in Belgium, we know the club systems, uh, also very important for these players because that is where they, they, they make their money, essentially. Uh, how well do you manage the, the balance between the club and the national team? 
Yeah, it's, it, I, I think we do really well, um, and I say really well because it, it's almost an impossibility to, to have that perfect combination. I think both parties are working uh, for a common good of the player, but, uh, but also uh, the national team has the national program and things that we, we must uh, do very well for, and the club also needs those players to, um, to enrich their club. So, you know, they think of it not just about their player and, and their first team, it's also what their first team brings to their club. And so you've got these two parties that, that are aligned uh, but have slightly different priorities. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's important that we discuss a lot with, with, um, with the uh, clubs. And where we're quite lucky in Belgium, I think, is the relationship is not broken. It's, um, it's not always um, aligned mm -hmm. because I think clubs would like them uh, more and I fully understand that yep. and I think at times we would like them more and I mm -hmm. think they fully understand that mm -hmm. uh, but, but a really good example is, is changing the competition because of the pro league now that's quite innovative um, because I know it comes at a bit of a cost mm -hmm. for um, the clubs, the clubs. And, yeah, yep. and, and I appreciate that a great deal um, and, and so Part of why I'm quite keen for us to get an Olympic ticket is I'm quite keen for our players to give back to the clubs uh, straight after the Europeans and, and have without having the interruption of that, Olympic qualifying. That's right. Yeah. Uh, for that for that reason, you know, build up some credits because I think the clubs are very deserving of having their players as, as much as we can allow them to um, yeah. to have. Yeah. What would you consider the uh, benefits or the advantage and the disadvantage of having a, a, a central system like, for example, the Australians or the Indians towards this mixed system with a club and uh, an international? Uh, Oh, I see. Um, I'm as, asking, as, as a national coach, yeah. which one would you prefer and why? Well, I don't underestimate what the domestic competition brings. You know, so where are these players coming from? You know, and uh, a lot of it is coming from a, a really strong club based. And, and one of the things, if I put a list of why uh, Belgium is is doing well and why Holland is doing well. Up at the very close to the top of that list is the domestic competition challenges the players week in, week out. And if you don't have that, you have to uh, try and supply that in another way. And, and Australia do it a little bit because they centralise their program. And the Perth club competition is actually quite a good competition. Um, it's much better than probably the other states, okay. uh, especially yeah. in Olympic because Europe, of that reason. Because of that reason, yeah. um, so they, they try and uh, make a false competition, and so we we don't need to do that. So, you know, I um, wouldn't change our competition. I think the guys uh, when it's when they uh, when it's full on in the club competition, I know they enjoy coming to the club trainings because it's something different, a variety, and so on. And vice versa, when we're in a heavy moment, I know they love going back to the clubs mm -hmm. uh, because it's a chance where they can uh, operate on a high level mm -hmm. uh, because of everything they've been doing, but they enjoy it. It's just yeah. a break. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a perfect marriage. Uh, marriage um, between the both. Yeah. Between the two. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Uh, the time that you spent in, uh, in New Zealand, in your home country, coaching your national teams, uh, can you tell me how is that club level there? Is there also the mix between clubs and national teams the same way we experienced it here? It's probably a little bit more um, Australian style in a yeah. way, but they have um, uh, the geographic uh, difficulty of um, it's a very long country yeah. and, and not, not easy to get um, 
players together, so you have to either have a centralised programme which has players coming in, uh, leaving their hometowns, leaving their support networks, uh, trying to find uh, work in and around um, uh, the hockey trainings, and so you end up doing a lot of trainings at 6.30 in the morning or at uh, or a double session where you have a late training at night. And, and probably what I've recognised is um, how incredibly well New Zealand uh, have done because it's it's difficult mm-hmm. um, and how much they fight above their weight when I look at how at the ease in which we can bring players together how mm-hmm. regular we have them in training uh, whether it's the advantage of a smaller country well, yeah. it's, a, it's incredible like I actually think Belgium is the uh, is the perfect storm mm-hmm. uh, in regards to uh, it's got a, a, a very competitive domestic competition. It, it neighbours uh, Holland and Germany, so you've got international competition of the highest level all the time. Mm-hmm. You have players that go play in Holland that uh, takes away the mystique of uh, that used to be there with uh, Holland. Be uh, the, ma- the magical uh, uh, that, that, major right. players. And that, yeah. That's right. And um, and if I rang the players within an hour, I could have a training session going. They mm-hmm. wouldn't be happy about turning up and <laughs> probably such little notice, <laughs> but. I it could happen, yeah. you know, and that's that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that uh, I don't see why that should stop. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, it's uh, a big part of what's brought the country to um, to the state it is, and yeah. I think it's going to be a big uh, big part of how it will continue in the future. Yeah, continue to grow. Okay, uh, going back to uh, the European uh, Championships here, uh, who do you think will be uh, in the finals and why? Well, it's, um, I think there are some big players. Yeah. Like I, I think um, if I have a look at both pools, I think our pool is a harder pool, mm-hmm. um, and that you have Spain, England, and uh, Belgium. So you've kind of got uh, three for two mm-hmm. of players that are worthy of playing a semi-final. Uh, and I think on the other pool, it's so a you bit consider more Ireland is not as strong as? Oh, I think they. I think they will um, cause some problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can easily cause some problems. Um, but they're in the other pool, so yeah. Wales is in, Wales yeah. is, in, okay. is in our one. So yeah. I, I, you know, I'd um, like to think we could take care of Wales, mm-hmm. and, um, mainly because I don't think they have a big enough program. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the other side, you've got uh, it's. I think it's a little clearer, but mm-hmm. again, Ireland can cause problems there. But mm-hmm. I think Holland and Germany are probably the standout two mm-hmm. in that side. So I think they'll go through to the semi-final, okay. Yeah. Um, and I think there are some interesting games in ours. So our game against Spain, ours against England. Yeah. And in particular, I think that England-Spain game is a, is a be an important be one for the pool. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'd like to think so. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, if you look at for Belgium to go through, if they make the semis, I think you're probably going to have to win two finals. Yeah. I think you, you're going to have to take on the likes of a Holland or a Germany, and then and then. Uh, if you're successful, take on probably the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think uh, there's a little bit of a gap between uh, those three, uh, the three teams I'm talking about, and the rest. Yeah. Uh, but you know, England were fourth at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. They were fourth in the Pro League, so they they know how to get it, get results in key moments. But is there an advantage to playing a very strong opponent in the semi-finals? before going into the finals? Yeah, I think that does prepare you well, uh-huh. for sure. But I also think that the other semi will be a closer affair than people might okay. originally um, think. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think is a very interesting competition is Holland-Germany in the pool game. I think yeah. that, that's, um, that's quite a massive game. Um, uh, 
because I think Holland have uh, some very talented players, but I also think that Germany are making some quiet steps. Mm -hmm. in, in, uh, they're building towards Tokyo. Yeah, they are. They, yeah. They're certainly doing that. Yeah. And, um, and I, I see them a bit more serious. Uh, uh, we played them a couple of times and, and they were um, they applied themselves pretty well to, to, um, to those games. Good task. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think that they, they've come to this tournament to to uh, to make some steps, and, and so I think Holland need to be mindful of that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's always a great game, anyhow. We saw no. it at the World Cup with with uh, Germany getting over Holland in, in, uh, in that game, uh, the pool game there. So yeah, no, absolutely. So, but out of those three, or maybe four, yeah. will make the finals and win. Finals and win. Um, yeah, it's 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 again. It's we're talking about really fine details uh, yeah. here, and, and it's a bounce of a ball or a corner that goes in or a corner saved. But you know, I'd kind of there's a part of me that would hope that it's um, Belgium Holland because I think that's going to be uh, a rematch. Yeah, it's a rematch, and that's what that's kind of what's starting to to develop in our sport is a, this. Um, and it is derby feelings. Yeah, yeah, that's right, and, yeah. and it's it's. For me, it's a, it's a great contest. Uh -huh. You know, I I, I, um, uh, I look at their team with um, uh, quite a lot of respect and admiration for some of the players that they have playing there and, and so on. And I, I know our guys enjoy the challenge of, of playing them, mm -hmm. um, and it's it's always quite a tactical battle. Mm -hmm. uh, and you always see some of the world's best players on display. So. And I think uh, that, that would be a nice one because it's a repeat of the last Euros, yeah. but just the whole... Also the repeat of the World Cup final. Yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, so, it's, so yeah, I think that would be um, a nice one for the tournament. But, yeah. Um, yeah, but maybe we meet in the quarters. Uh, in the, in in the, the semis, semis already. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you never know what happened. Yeah. Okay, um, if you look beyond already, because uh, yeah, everybody's looking forward to and enjoying already the European Cup uh, here, but... but uh, the, the main event is the one next year, uh, Tokyo, is, uh, and, and we all try to qualify for that one uh, through this one. But uh, who do you think would be a surprise in Tokyo and why? A surprise? Um, Could this be Germany, for instance? Yeah, look, I think um, a surprise for where, where they get to in, in the end. I think Germany is certainly a team that we... we we're very mindful of because of um, what what they do, and I think they they um, they have the, probably the most potential. Mm -hmm. Like I think they are a little untapped in some ways when I have a look at what they could become as uh, a team or different individual star talent players. Oh, I think they've got. I think they've um, got an immense amount of star players in their side. Uh, players that I'd be very happy to to, uh, to work with. You know, yeah. blessed with um, some speed and skill and, and things like that. Um, but I think they collectively have to go to another level and um, collectively have to commit to, uh, to a massive Olympic program if they want to make uh, enough steps to... Uh, yeah, which also has always been the strength of Germany. Uh, yeah, yeah, it has. But they, uh, I think it's becoming harder and harder to do the approach that they have done in the past. Mm -hmm. So I think um, programs have moved on. Mm -hmm. So the... Um, they need to invest more time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, they, it all comes down to time and, and how you use that time. But like, uh, what's an example? You know, they were, an example of them was they would often start a tournament poorly because of um, you know they'd build their way into the tournament. Now, now no. if you start poorly, you, you're in trouble no. because you're you're right behind it. And they they had players like 
Holker uh, and and uh, first Bester, Rebecca, Rebecca, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. That 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 really suit how they went, and they, they became monsters by the end of the tournament, um, mm-hmm. but very beatable at the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like giving someone a, a head start and then catching them. But the yeah. problem is, people are getting faster, and yeah. so they're becoming harder to catch. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that they have to be careful how they, they go about their business. But if they did a good job, I'd see them right up there. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's going to be some prizes in the qualifying. Not okay. too many, but I yeah. think um, a team like France could could very well surprise a, a bigger problems. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and some of those matchups, um, yeah, there could, could easily be a couple of good teams that are not going to be there. Um, yeah, it's a team that I wouldn't want to play. No, I can imagine. Um, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, so so I think it's going to be an interesting time. I'd love to watch those games uh-huh. uh, and enjoy yeah. the, the suspense of them. <laughs> Instead of preparing the one yourself. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Shane, very, uh, thanks very much for your time. We wish you all the best uh, during this uh, European Championships. And uh, yeah, I agree with you. I hope also for a Dutch-Belgian uh, final. Yeah. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> thanks, Shane. Bye-bye. Yeah, pleasure. <laughs> Here together with uh, Manny Hinch, just played like first uh, the opening game for the European Championships against uh, Ireland. Yeah. Um, happy with your game? Yeah. One to one. Yeah, so yeah. We're happy. Do you know what? Um, every time we play like an Ireland or a Scotland or a Wales, it's, it's always tight. It's you could probably <laughs> feel it not even being on the pitch. It's always tight. We knew today would be the same. We were never going to win six nil. It was going to be no. really close all the way, um, and that's exactly what happened. So yeah, but then when they pulled a goal back, it was like oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. here we go. But um, that's not as bad. It's it's an Olympic champion versus the the, the vice champion of the world. So it's it's a good it's, game. Yeah, <laughs> it's not bad. Exactly. Both teams have had their moments, um, no. even though yeah both teams quite different but at the same time um, we're just really happy that we got the win in the end because I think in the Pro League uh, we've shown a little bit of naivety in terms of maybe throwing away results and big scorelines against us mm-hmm. um, whereas today we just won ugly and yeah. sometimes you just need to do that like Absolutely. forget the scoreline let's just get the win yeah. um, and that sets us up nicely because the first game is always very nerve-wracking and we have a lot of youngsters so it's a good start good start yeah good start what are your team goals and your individual goals for this European Championship uh, team goal is just one game at a time you know yeah. we um, I know it sounds very cliche and probably everyone is saying that but it really is for us we're building as a team under a new coach um, and we just want to see progression in our game the Europeans is an incredibly tough one to win yeah. um, but at the same time we've done it before so uh-huh. um, we're really excited by the prospect mm-hmm. there's a huge obviously uh, prize on the end of it Absolutely. for the winner, Tokyo nice, yeah. is on the horizon. Um, but at the same time, if, if that's not something we achieve, we're building towards what is then an incredibly important few months after that. Uh-huh. So we can't get too focused. Yeah. It's more about what we're doing um, and how we're playing. And I think today we showed a step up as a team to win kind of ugly, like I said before, yeah. whereas I think a few months ago we wouldn't have done that. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, has your time away changed anything in the way that you prepare for these games now with uh, back uh, with England? No, nothing has changed in the way I prepare. I think I'm just a lot happier than I was a year ago. Uh-huh. I think um, I was very tired. I was a little fed up maybe with playing, um, very easily frustrated. And now I'm a little maybe more relaxed, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're going to miss the Holland? Uh, yeah, very much so. Absolutely. Much so. Think of returning after... Uh, Ooh, uh, 
It's definitely not a no for me. Mm -hmm. I think I'm probably done with Stixer because I think it's important that they get a consistent. And you'll want them for a couple of years now. But I, w I, I see myself being there definitely. Uh -huh. um, so yeah, it's something that I'm definitely thinking about. Maybe after Japan. Has your couple of years in Holland made you a better goalie? You think? I, I definitely think it's added to my game. It's now a case of me just bringing that all together, and mm -hmm. I'm still believing that that is coming. Uh -huh. I don't think I'm at my best yet, mm -hmm. but. Um, it's like not forcing that to happen right now. Uh -huh. I think there's extra things that I had on the Martine and, and with Stixer. And yeah, um, the, the girls hit the ball very hard there. So yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden it feels quite nice here. <laughs> <laughs> Feel a little bit more at ease now. Yeah, a little bit more at ease, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Why did you start playing hockey and why did you become a goalie? Um, I was actually playing rounders uh, mm -hmm. at school and um, I didn't know about what hockey was. And my... my PE coach at the time said to me, okay, uh, you dive around a lot in rounders trying to catch the ball, so you should be a goalie. Okay. And she's, I was like, really? I, I'm, I'm not sure I want to wear all that stuff. All that stuff, yeah, and smelly, stand. and uh, you're like standing to, still. Yeah, and I liked running, I liked scoring goals and stuff, yeah. so they put me in, and uh, yeah, that's how it happened. And it clicked. It did, yeah. It's an unusual position. You have to like the pressure. You uh -huh. have to enjoy, like today, I quite like, I was a bit like, yeah. go on, have another go. Yeah. And that's the, that's the games you want to play in. Uh, absolutely. Um, so at the end of the game, it was the, it was yeah, the key it was moment for you. Yeah, but you feel that energy and for me it just makes me want to make a save um, mm -hmm. whereas I think sometimes in those moments you can fear the next action where I was a bit like yeah what's the worst case scenario <laughs> they score no, no one's gonna die because <laughs> no. it's okay and I think that's where the break has allowed me to think much clearer these days mm -hmm. and not put so much pressure on myself I found myself after Rio trying so hard to be uh -huh. very good all the time and yeah. it was so tiring you know I'm human I get it wrong a lot um, and, and so still I, everybody needs to have fun during the game and as that's well, what huh? I'm trying to do I'm trying to get back to enjoying playing and I'm certainly doing that now okay perfect Thank thanks you. very much for your time no worries Thanks for the video, directly after the game against the Germans, a 3-2 win, it was a very tough game, what were your impressions? Um, yeah, I think indeed it was a very, very tough and very tight game, um, but I think we did well, uh, they pressed in a certain way which uh, takes a bit of hockey out of us, uh, and I think we found our ways around it, and, uh, and I think, so I think we did, in the end we did well, and it's, it's, yeah, it's a big game and it's, it's good that it's close. Thanks for listening. Join us again tomorrow for a new episode of the Euro Hockey Daily on your Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or at studiohockey.com. Enjoy your hockey. Bye-bye. P.S. Monday is Ladies' Day. At half past one, Germany plays England. Followed at quarter, past quarter to four... Ireland versus Belarus. At 6 o'clock, the mighty Dutch play Spain. At half past 8, home team Belgium faces Russia. Enjoy your hockey!